You're listening to Honest Participants Only, a Dream Days Experience podcast. In October of 2018, I interviewed Andrew Bogle. The audio was never meant to be heard by you guys. I was going to transcribe it and put that on the A True Story blog. So you would have always been able to hear Andrew's story, just not in the format that I've decided to publish it in today. Since then, Andrew's had a birthday. So you'll hear her speak about the fact that she's 34. She's actually now 35. So happy birthday, Andrew. She had a birthday recently. Um... But I just wanted you guys to understand before going in that there may be some triggers in this interview. You may find that Andrew addressing some of the prejudices that we face in life quite difficult to hear. But please know that it comes from a place of understanding and learning and wisdom now. It was... It was a different time back then and her honesty is completely commendable. I thank you so much, Andrew, for sharing this with us and I hope you guys can all can all enjoy. Here you go. Okay. Well, my name's Andrew Bogle. I'm thirty four years old. Um, I'm a mother of three. I've been married for fourteen years now. I've got three children. The eldest is ten, so my son, he's the eldest, and I've got another son who is nine, and then I've got my daughter who's six. Um, so yeah, they're like two school years apart, um, and they're very close. Um, as and we're very close as a family. Um, we try and you know impart everything that I know. I'm trying to impart it into them. I started. In fact, I didn't really have a career path or choice that I actually wanted to be a doctor growing up mainly because of the pressures from being in an Asian house, household that you've got to have this big professional career very early on I realized that wasn't really what I was going to end up doing um, I hated studying and I was quite creative I was definitely a hands-on person and I wanted to do things with my hands so um, I ended up going to college leave, dropping out and do my A-levels again trying to do the the academic thing but I just it wasn't for me dropped out of college went and done radio and film production for a couple of years and that was kind of I just fell into that really I didn't really pursue it after that uh left that and then just got I went to work for an agency and then started my working career in a housing association I worked in housing for over 11 years went on to do some family support sort of work my business that I've always wanted to pursue. It just feels like the right time to do it now. And I just, you know, I've always had a passion for fashion, for beauty, for um, all of that kind of stuff. So it was something that I really wanted to get involved in. It's the, the kind of fashion that I want to get involved in is something that, I, that really inspires me. Like the, I find that when I'm looking for stuff or clothing, it doesn't really, I, it doesn't represent me. Like I, I really like Asian culture um i am indians myself so i just i i like the the colors the fabrics the textiles the embroidery but i want it kind of to suit today's style like you know i wanted to do something that kind of meets in the middle because i can't really wear my big fancy asian outfits in the day you know so i wanted to bring something that i can bring the two things together and create a brand where i could wear those places i mean it came from myself really i wanted it for myself but 
I'm now trying to present that to the world, you know. What is it that makes you so feel so connected to the the dress of your culture? I've always been very traditional. I mean, growing up, I remember being quite um, wanting to do the religious things that my mom did, like not knowing what it was all about, but I wanted to be involved. I loved the the vibrancy, the colour, you know, because I mean, a lot of the, especially in the Hindu religion, they've got a lot of colourful kind of pictures and paintings. So all of that really... Um, was attractive to me so I was very much into that I went I went to India quite young as well I was 11 years old when I first went um and I re immediately made a, a really tight bond with my grandma um me and her were very close until she passed even though we were so far away in distance um and I used to write to her when I came back I used to write every you know every so often I'd write to her so I always had a real strong connection with my with my roots really so I, I, and I love the whole culture yeah know, are you an only child no I'm not um, I'm one of four I'm the second eldest right okay and do you find that they um have the same kind of connection to culture so maybe is, is there something your parents instilled in you in a way that they didn't even know I think we're all quite traditional um I think with myself I have I'm definitely more more out of the four of us, I'm very much more of the one that will do the daring things and do where things that my, my my sister and my siblings would say, that looks crazy. Like, I can't believe you're wearing that. You know, why why would you wear that? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I love all of that stuff. I love to bring the, the thing, two things together. Like, you know, I remember one day my sister was saying, oh, if you go out, if you wear that and you come out, you're not coming out with me, you know, you're not, you're not allowed to come out with me. So I don't care that sense with fashion and stuff like that i like to be individual i like to be my own style so where, where do you think you got that fashion inspiration from not in terms of your style because you're combining two styles but in terms of your i'm gonna go out like this anyway and be okay with it i really don't know where that comes from because i can't say it's any member of my family because i don't know anyone else like that um I don't know where it comes from. You know, I get no end of compliments and then, you know, my sister will say like, oh, like I know she's thinking, oh yeah, but only you could get away with that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Have you tried to um, influence your sibling style? Never been able to dress them, but, um, <laughs> but I, th I think it's becoming more like, obviously as people see people follow people in it and that's how it works in it and when they see something or if they saw a high style high um celeb high fashion celebrity wearing sort and things they'll be like oh okay that's a cool thing to wear now so i'm gonna wear it even though i if i wear it be like oh you look ridiculous but um yeah so i think there is a little bit of when people start saying oh that looks nice it starts yeah. to tick something in their head you know click something clicks in their head and go, oh, actually, yeah, I want to, I want to do that now. But I think that's more because pe other people are saying it. Yes, absolutely. You mentioned um, dropping out of college and, and initially mm -hmm. wanting to become a doctor and then realising that you were less academic and more creative. How were you feeling on that journey? I actually felt quite like a failure because I felt like, a, especially for my parents, they had big aspirations for me and they wanted me to, to go on to do great things in what they think thought were great things um so yeah I did feel very much like I let them down you know I didn't pursue the academic big career you know the the set job that I would you know set me up to get you know an, a good husband or whatever um so yeah I did I did go through feeling a bit like a failure and a bit lost to be honest 
the creative side of me is definitely where it's at like I am more creative than I am academic did you have to con- did you have to convince the people around you to accept your creativity well I was a bit of a rebel so <laughs> when I was 17 um uh I got involved in a local church and obviously that that kind of was a big no-no for my parents that was like you know the worst thing that I could have possibly have done um and it, the journey went on from there really because that's where I met my husband um and I wanted to go and do performing arts at university that was my my aim after um after leaving college and doing the radio and film but um after pursuing the, the church thing I kind of put that on hold and I never actually went back to it because then I shortly got married had children and I just never got back to 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 um, pursuing that it may you just put everything on hold for me because I wanted to do what I thought was the right thing I don't know you know in hindsight I was very young so I was 17 I mean I got married when I was 20 um and I had my children at 24 started having children at 24 so it's just it's been a bit of a roller coaster really and that's in fact in terms of family life I've just been concentrating on family um and just work working a job you know to to bring money into the household but I feel like at the time at the at the time that I'm in now, like in my life, I feel like I can really pursue that. My children are a lot older um, and they're a bit more independent and not, not as reliant upon me as they were before. I just feel like I can focus now and do what I want to do. Um, and I've got the time, you know, I want to invest the time that I've got to, to succeed in, in this. My husband, like from day dot, to be honest, like when I actually had the initial idea, which was, a few years ago he's always been very supportive like you know he's probably the greatest motivator you know do it you know it doesn't matter you, know, you can leave this you can do that and he's never been one to, to hold me back so that's like been a great great thing for me because naturally sometimes I'm quite a procrastinator you know I'll sit and wait on things and think oh shall I do it or oh, what if it doesn't what if it doesn't um, and you know a lot of self-doubt there as well um but more of late, I've just been like, you know what? No, you know, I'm 34 years old. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on with it and just see where it takes me. I want to do it, so it's just, and I'm gonna pursue it wholeheartedly. And you know, doors have been opening for me in that sense. What yeah. stopped you then, and what was it that allowed you to believe that you could now? I think back then, um, I didn't believe in myself as much as I do now. I need to just focus on this. This is something that I've got in my hands. I've got the tools. I've got the materials. Um, when I went, I went to India last Easter, and I bought a lot of stuff to kind of create the things, create everything that I wanted to get. Um, so I've got it all in a box. So it was like, you know what? It's, your business is here. You need to just do the work and get it out there um, and just throw it out there. Because I mean, I just have been sitting with it for so long. I just needed to just do it you know, pursue it, just do it, put it out there and see what comes back from it. You didn't believe in yourself as much then. Has that changed or are you just doing it anyway? Half and half, yeah, because I think the doubt is always still there and you just think, oh, is it going to, is it going to work? You know, am I really going to, going to make any money off this? Or, you know, are people going to be really interested in my idea? Or is it rubbish? You know, um, I think the doubt is always there, but at now like you said i am just saying you know i'm doing it anyway like what whatever comes from it is comes from it i'm gonna do it I'm gonna put it out there let's see do you find that you're still as much a rebel now in terms of your attitude towards 
things life or has marriage and, and children <laughs> and all of have, have those things kind of um settled me yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I think you know I think I'm definitely more settled than I've I've been before now um yeah you get as you get older you mature and it you get you become you know more sober should I say um in your thinking um I'd like to still have that mindset because I mean it's good in some ways just to be like you know what no I, I don't want to conform to this you know to to, to the art society really I want to do what I want to what I want to do and put it out there so I think that part of me is still there but it's just you know in a more refined sense your husband is black right yeah is that was that ever an issue in terms of conforming or actually have you had it quite easy no I had it quite hard um it was very difficult I mean when I first when it was all when it was very fresh and very new and you know it was it was decided that you know I'm gonna marry this person um it was quite dramatic <laughs> to say the least you know for my parents you know the whole culture um and it you know but my my parents were very much dead against it they you know they couldn't understand it you know they, they they've never seen anything like it you know and in um being fair to them like i understood where they came from because they they just couldn't get it they just didn't get it. they were very very much old school you marry it you know it was just like so unheard of like why would you want to do that you don't do that here you stay in you know you stay in our little unit you know we're indian you marry an indian person that's just how it goes i found a lot of acceptance um like so on the flip side I had a lot of acceptance from my my in-laws were very very um warm and very welcoming into the family you know from the very beginning you know from when we were dating my mother-in-law was very you know she, she she's a warm and a very warm and loving person anyway so she really embraced me during that time you know she really helped me get you know get over the the hurdles that I faced um and the wider church family at the time um you know helped me get through through the things that I was facing um but yeah, it was a really difficult time for me because my parents, obviously not having my parents' blessing, that really meant a lot to me. You know, I wanted to be able to do things with their blessing. Well, my dad and myself didn't speak for over 10 years. So yeah, we had a real break of not, he, you know, he, pride on both parts probably actually and stubbornness on both parts. I mean, he felt like, I'd done him wrong and I felt like he didn't accept me, you know, so it was just, it was that kind of tug of war, you know, and it took a while for us to get through that. Um, my mom came around a lot quicker, although, you know, it was really difficult for my mom, you know, cause they, neither of them attended my wedding. Um, so, and the day was very difficult for me, you know, cause it was just, you know, I wanted them to be there. I just had, you know, as a kid, you had this image of everybody being there, your family being there, but, um, bar my brother and my sister um none of my family were there at my wedding so that was a difficult day for me um going on from that i just you know i think my faith kind of pushed me through at the time i was very much you know i'm gonna you know they're gonna come around they're going to come around at some point um unfortunately my mom got very sick shortly after um but it did work out for the good to be honest because i mean she got to see the temperament on my husband the care the love and the appreciation that he gave to her it, it actually it was quite profound for her she was just like in awe of it and i think that's really where her heart turned in the situation she was just like oh, wow like this 
black guy actually likes me like you know he actually lo- not likes me but he lo- he actually loves and cares for me like he actually cares for me i mean he stayed with the hospital he prayed for her you know he wouldn't leave she could hear all these you know she could hear although she was in a lot of pain she was saying you know i'm not gonna he was saying we're not gonna leave until she's had a, her operation and we'll wait here through the night until she's finished and that really moved her um and made her feel like you know what he actually does care about me he's not really like the other black guys what she had this idea in her head that black guys were associated with drugs or you know um thieves or you know that kind of stuff the stigma that's so the this the, the thing that's out there that um associates black guys with these um character flaws yeah she really changed after that so for her she was she was totally different after that she she realized you know what actually this guy does care about my daughter and he actually cares about me um and even though she's not shown him any love she he's shown her love and it was the same with my dad in fact my dad actually started talking to my husband before he started talking to me which was really really strange he was very persistent like you know my husband Abba, he would literally go to my dad go to the house and he'd sit there and he'd be like asking him questions and my dad would be ignoring him like the whole time and then after time he just broke he literally broke he started talking to him so but for me, I couldn't do that. I think it was more personal because he was my dad. He felt like reject. Well, it was rejection every time I'd speak to him. He would not respond to me. I felt personally rejected. Um, whereas I don't think obviously the, the emotional attachment wasn't there for Abe, but he did continue, even though you know it was difficult because he was basically basically getting ignored every time he was going around. Um, crazy profound. That's like so inspirational. Mm, so he literally. That, that's not actually about because at that stage. I'm assuming it's not, that's not actually about his love for your parents yet. That's actually about his love for you. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's, he was there just always doing that. So, and then my dad just event one day just started talking to him. I was actually upstairs and I was like, is it, are they talking? Like, I can hear, hear the two voices. And I was like, is that really happening? I was like, wow. Like, and I came downstairs and I was like, wow, this is insane. Like, actually talking to him, like normally, like, no grunting or, you know, responding like, and, my, and he used to do some of the weirdest things, my dad. He's like, stomp around, slam doors, and like, just cause a real scene, you know, that we're there and, you know, he doesn't like us being there and all of that. But yeah, so it took a, a longer while for myself and my dad to actually speak. Um, and it kind of came shortly after my granddad passed away, my dad's dad. Um, I think it kind of hit home that, you know, life's short, you know, I've lost my, he'd lost my own dad. Um, you know, we've got to build a relationship. So it's not the best relationship, but we're working on it. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been a long, long road, but yeah, we're getting there. I hear more and more stories about children who, cause you, you haven't said it, but what I recognize from your story is that actually you're teaching your parents stuff. Mm. You're oh yeah. What, yeah. You know, mm. I think if you spoke to my mom now, like, and she if she was honest enough, she'd probably say that as well. You know what I mean? That she's she's learned from this situation that that it's not about you know what I mean, having a hard heart and being stuck in your ways. You know, it's like we're all human at the end of the day. You know, and we've we've all got the ability to love, and we you just we just need to see it. You know, in each other. And I think for her, she's had to really come out of herself because she, my mom is quite a she's not very social anyway she's not really so a social person so that's just even within her own circle so for for her to see outside of herself I think she's she's coming to realize you know actually and even the food I mean I remember my um 
my mother-in-law bringing a mutton over and she was like wow tastes exactly like our food like just a bar a few spices here and there i haven't told you it yet but um when we were growing up my mom used to tell us this is like when we was at primary school that she and this was like her honest like it wasn't like something that she it wasn't something that she was just thinking about she actually believed this stuff and tried to project it on us she used to, she used to say to me like oh don't sit by the black girls because they don't wash their hair and you're going to get nits like and the reason why their skin's dark is because they don't wash like she actually believed that and yeah. she told me that was true you know she actually be she believed it so much that she told us that that's what it was and i remember like obviously somewhere subconsciously i must have thought gosh wow like is that for real like their skin's dark but you know over time as you grow and you realize actually it's not that mom like but she had these weird thinking about people so she she you know she's very um yeah just not and not willing to learn about stuff as well so she was she just had these ideas and just ran with these weird thoughts you know and processes that she had i don't know where she heard it from or what she thought how she thought come across i think she probably was devastated when i got with a black guy because she probably thought god i've actually drummed things into these children like how did this actually happen to me um or happened you know because she 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 very much takes things personal so like she thinks that it's a reflection on her like you know she's done something wrong um or you know why have we done it to her kind of thing so but over time, obviously, we've um, we've got through all of that now. Um, and, you know, she's she's actually, she loves my husband now. She's, you know, she adores him and she, she you know, she'd do anything for him. She knows that, you know, she, know what, she knows what it is now. And it's kind of crazy because I remember us having a conversation and we, we were saying, if he had been darker skinned, I mean, he's, quite, he's not far from my own skin colour. So I don't know if that would have again changed things further. You know what I mean? It's It's a mad thing to think about, but I think in a weird way it was kind of a blessing that he was the same sort of color as me because it helped them you know what i mean to kind yeah. of get over there yeah their... you don't always have to be forced in at the deep end it's just enough that you're a different culture and that we're going to have to learn about that thing yeah yeah and mm. um, so you how because you said your mum came around more quickly than your dad is that because she was going to start missing out on her grandchildren or she always wanted to. I think it was my dad that was holding her back. Because, I mean, when my, like I, I mentioned earlier, that my brother and my sister attended the wedding yeah. um, because they were like, very much, we're going, like, you know, we're not missing it. It's her wedding. You, we're, we're not going to miss it. We're going. So they, they, even though they were very young, I mean, my brother was 10 at the time and my sister was 14. Um, you know, they were like, we're going. But my mum dropped them off. And I think for her, that was massive. And even though I think she wanted to come to the wedding, but my dad was very much of the same. If you go to that wedding, don't bother coming back home yeah. because you're not welcome here. So she, she felt like she had to side with my dad and to, you know, be the good wife, um, which is totally understandable. I, I totally get that. Um, so for her, I think she always wanted to, but she felt like she had to, to, you know, be on my dad's side, you know, and she had to do the right thing by my dad. So she didn't. But when, when the opportunity came where she could come round, she, she did at the earliest convenience, I, I feel. But this tells me so much about you as a person, I think, because if I kept on being rejected by my mum, I don't know if I would have the strength yeah. to keep going round time and time again. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm taking from this, that the fact that you were like, you guys didn't know that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So you still went, and that mm -hmm. is... Mm. testament to your character i think by no means it's not perfect now literally it's not perfect i think he'll only speak to me if i speak to him it's still that kind of vibe it's not <laughs> it's you know 
And my dad's my dad. He's he's who he is. He's kind of he's the proud man that he is. So I've got, I've got to kind of work with that. Yeah. Um, my husband's better at working with it than I am, to be honest. Like I just yeah. So in terms of religion, because you said that you decided around seventeen that you're going to this Christian um, church. Mm. What was it that led you to seeking that out? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a kind of a crazy story, to be honest, because I have always been very deeply religious. Like I would class myself as very religious a very religious person out of all my siblings I you know I was the one when my mom had the, the tray out you know doing a whole what we call puja to the um to the gods I would be there standing next to her like I really wanted to know about religion I wanted to know about God I, from a very young age I've always wanted I was I had a keen interest in it um you know and I've always believed in God always questioned my mom about things um, questioning my mum about God and obviously we you know we had trillions of pictures in the house and I was just like whoa all these you know colourful things scary things actually and I remember one time I was so like convinced like I wanted to be so religious I had this one um, it was a calendar actually but it was a picture of a Hindu god called Shiva I think it was A1 like A1 size <laughs> I've got it in my bedroom wall but Andrew is terrified of the picture. Like I couldn't even sleep at night. So I've got this thing in my room. I'm there like with the blanket over my head thinking like, and I remember just having nightmares about it, but I, I felt like I needed to have it in there because, you know, I wanted to be this religious person. I was like probably about six or seven at the time. Um, but I was actually terrified of this, this image. Um, so yeah, I've always been on that kind of a path way um and asking my mom as i got older about about our hindu religion i just never got the answers i just thought well you know you've and watching my mom go through the cycle of life you know the ups and downs and the highs and lows and the you know the troubled times and her just you know con consistently consulting these gods and nothing cha really changing for her that really shook me to my core i was just like mom like why are you doing this because you never seem to get any peace like from this situation. So I just, I understood that it can't be what we actually believe in because my mom just never seemed to have any peace from that, that's that religion. I started dating somebody when I was just before, actually before I became a Christian. Um, and this guy started talking about religion. Well, was about three or four months in, he started talking about religion and I was just like, oh God. But it, and he was talking about the Islamic religion and I was just like, God, no way. Like, I don't want nothing to do with this. Like, my mom's already warned me about these kind of things. I don't, you know, definitely don't want nothing to do with this. But, um, like I said, because I was so, in, you know, so I wanted to know about God. I wanted to know who this God was. You know, I started listening and I thought, you know, started taking more of an interest in it. And I definitely believed in the oneness of God. I didn't believe in this these loads of trillions of gods i definitely believed in the fact that there's a there's a god um and that was the first time it was actually introduced to me through through the islamic religion about the oneness of god so it, it kind of appealed to me that did and I, I you know i took i started reading some books he offered me some books to read i started um reading them and i thought you know actually this makes quite a lot of sense like it does make sense to me you know if, more than anything else has made sense to me in in terms of religion um Shortly after, I kind of uh, made the decision that, yeah, I think I'm going to pursue this. Um, told my mom, God, the worst thing I could have possibly have done. You know, I felt like I needed to tell her, like, you know, this is, I found this truth. I need to bring it home and tell her. My mom was 
literally suicidal like you know she she'd had enough like she was going to kill herself um she and i think she did try um at the time yeah. i i was because i was so into what i was doing i wasn't really paying much attention i didn't really care to, if i'm honest um i was young i wanted to do this and i was pursuing god as i thought it was um and i didn't care what anybody else had to say i felt like it was the devil you know what i mean anybody else saying anything adverse to what i was thinking was the devil for me and if it was my mom it was my mom like I literally felt like that at the time um and she was very very poorly um and I remember seeing her very poorly and thinking I don't care I remember thinking that and I remember and I just <laughs> as time went on you know I, I lost so many friends over it um they were like you've gone mad like you've literally gone mad you do not care about nobody you know you don't got no time for anyone and you're so into this thing what is this thing like you know you've changed so much um and i um i remember just sitting there one day and i just thought you know what can this really be god like can it really be god because my friends hate me my mom is about to kill herself like like which god would want this to happen like you know your family this is your family and i just feel like i'm becoming this really horrible person like you know really you know it's it's not even my character anymore i'm not me anymore and I remember just praying. I don't know who I was praying to. I just remember sitting there thinking, you know what, God, like, I don't know what this is. I am not saying, you know, and I was reading like pre-written things in Arabic. I don't even know Arabic. Like, I've never learned Arabic a day in my life. I don't even know what I was saying. Like, that's just how mad it was. I was saying these, reciting basically these lines of God knows what. I just put it to one side. I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to speak to you in English because <laughs> if you are God, I believe you probably do understand English. So I'm going to talk to you in English you need to take me away from this. If this is not from you, like I really need to get away from this because I don't know what's going on. I want to do the right thing because like I, I really did honestly wanted to do what was right by God. Like that's, that was my whole thinking behind it. Um, but I was just like, if it's not, just please, I just need to get away from this. During the whole time of become, me being, you know, involved in the Islamic faith and it sounds like a long time, but it actually wasn't. It was over like a summer. During the time, my, my cousin, um, who had become had, had who was a christian and had been christian for like a few a number of years was talking to me about the christian faith and i was just like whatever like no like and i've always been taught that christianity was for white people that's that was my idea white people went to church you know asian people went to the temple see people i didn't i didn't quite know where black people went but you know what i mean like, that's, that was just the the whole idea in my head like you know just that that's what it was about like you know i remember going to harvest assembly at church when I was at school and just seeing white people. So I just thought that was a white people's religion. So I never had no interest in it or never even thought about it, to be honest. And he was just very much, you know, to keep talking to me about it during the whole time. He was, he was, you know, he, he'd talk to me, but just leave me to, to kind of get on with what I was doing, the Islamic thing. But he would really twist me up. He'd like, we'd have like a real brief conversation and I'd be like, oh God, like, Mm, yeah what you're saying does kind of make sense like but on, what I'm reading kind of makes sense as well so I'd, and you know I don't really want to um get involved in any you know white people religion I'm not you know I mean you know that's that my whole idea was just like now nah, I'm not going there I'm not going to church and I'm not reading the bible um <laughs> and he he invited me to um a concert actually it was a gospel concert um and it was quite mad the day that we went as well because I was working and I was working at a, I was working at a hotel until um, it was, I was doing like the late shift so it was like fin going to finish at eleven. Concert started at eight. He phoned me and he was like, "Oh, do you want to come?" And I was like, "Well, I'm at work. I can't really c come to anything now." Um, 
he's like, why don't you just ask? Ask if you can go early. And I was like, all right then, I'll see you. And I asked, lo and behold, she's like, yeah, you can go. I think so-and-so's coming in a bit. So me and him went along to this concert. And it was crazy because as soon as I um, stepped in, I, I don't even know what was going to happen in there. I really didn't know. I just was going with an open mind, just thinking, okay, let me go and see what this is about. But it was like, as I just stepped foot into the concert, I just knew I was going to be all right. It was weird. Like, it was just like a sense inside me said, you're going to be all right. You know, you're going to be all right. Whatever happens, you're going to be okay. Like, I just felt this inner say, thing saying to me, you're going to be all right. Went in there. As soon as I sat down, like, a girl was already, she was singing. It was like midway through the concert. She was singing about literally how I was feeling, like from my perspective, you know, just, I just, the song was called, I just don't know. Um, and she was saying, you know, the lyrics kind of went something like, I just don't know if what you're telling me is really real. Um, you know, she'll like just, you know, that you just, you just got to believe it by faith and just see. And I thought, hmm, I was just listening to her and I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Like, what can I lose really? Because I'm totally confused right now. I don't know whether this is the right thing and I'm going to just um, see what, see where it goes. At the end, um, a call was given um, and I, I put my hand up and that was it. Like, you know, but even then I remember sitting there, like the, a, a girl was praying with me and I was just like, I don't know if I've done the right thing, you know, and I don't even know if I'm doing the right thing. And I felt so much heaviness and guilt. Like I'd, like I was, um, I was actually terrified, during the Islamic thing as well, I was actually terrified of God. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like a loving relationship. I felt terrified of this God. Like if I, if I disobeyed him, like he's going to kill me, that kind of feeling. So when I was praying with this girl, I was like, oh God, what have I done? You know what I mean? What have I done? You know, have I done the wrong thing? And I remember just saying like, after she prayed with me, you know what? You're going to have to show me, like you're going to have to show me like this is the right thing and that I'm on the right path because I really still feel like I've turned my back on something. And that was it then, you know, the rest is history. I just carried, you know, I continued to go to church, pray, um, saw things happen, you know, through prayer, you know, things that shouldn't happen, you know, and just things that I can't, you can't explain away, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that was it. You know, just, I saw, you know, saw my family change, um, saw my parents be different. So, yeah, just loads of things. It's been a journey. If I had to come up with, um, words that described you based on what you've told me like tenacious would definitely be one of them mm. and when I think about you now doing this business and now you're focused on it I cannot imagine it not working I cannot mm. imagine it mm. failing because I think as much as you may feel mm. at different times that you know you failed or you had to give up or change mm. direction or whatever mm. actually I don't think any of those were failures or mm. or giving up. I think they were just, you were probably in tune with what you wanted and what you needed before you even realised it. Um, mm. And, you know, the whole creativity thing, okay, I'm going to study, I'm going to become a doctor and everything. And then, you know, dropping out of college and falling into the radio thing and loving it. But mm. n not being afraid to fall into that and not, trying to force yourself back into where you should be mm. which isn't actually where you should be it's what yeah. where the people around us tell us yeah. we should be. so therefore mm. we're trying to fit a mold that doesn't it's not our size mm. you know mm. and every everything you've told me again I, from that i always extract what it is about the person and the person's characteristics you know for me 
and my kids I feel like I need to teach them not so much how to be you know really academic and you know learn and study which which they need to do that but I really want them to be good people you know like caring good people like good citizens so I'm trying to teach them about life skills you know like how to be around people how to to deal with a social setting and how to you know to just to make themselves be in a good position in life I think because the academic stuff will come anywhere like they go to school to learn all of that stuff I feel like I need to really impart wisdom and the qualities of being a good and caring soul on this earth you know like and a loving person on this earth you know there's too much of this whole look at me I'm great you know there's all of that anyway so I want my kids to be different in that sense I want them to be able to to be you know a good friend a good person and obviously a good um partner to when they when they finally get to that time you know what I mean I just for us we're, we're very much about yeah showing them life skills and learning about their history and stuff like that so we we spend quite a lot of time um with them doing stuff like that i mean at the moment we we're kind of doing some black history stuff with them um they they all learn punjabi so you know they they go to punjabi classes on a weekend so you know it's just making sure that they're equipped they're fully equipped with what everything that i've got i want them to have so yeah what legacy would you like to leave for your children in terms of um physical like real so your business and that kind of thing also in terms of what they remember long after we've passed i'm not talking about if you pass the day because god forbid let's just Mm, mm, but just if life goes the way it's meant to mm. and you get older what would you want to leave (laughs) the main thing i'd want to leave them with is the fact that you know we did everything that we could for them you know that we would quit them with everything that they could deal with life you know in life dealing with life was easier because we gave them the tools to deal with life you know I'd like them to to feel confident in life and as a person to be like I got this you know I've got this life thing like like I said I felt very lost a lot of times I didn't know what I was doing and again like not to diss my parents because I think they didn't know they were lost as well. They were in, in this, you know, they come to England, not really having a clue. They, they were trying, they were trying their best to, you know, do business, do this, didn't really have business minds, but they were trying, you know, they just didn't have the guidance. Like I'm, I'm hoping that I can be a guide. So I want to be able to, for my, for my kids to sit back and think, you know what, mom, my mom and my dad gave us all the tools that we needed to, to do, to do this thing called life. And we're, you know, we're succeeding in that because we got the, those tools. Um, you know, I want them to be set, you know, I'd like, I'd like to hopefully put them on a, put them in a position where they don't have to worry about things. You know, they don't have to worry about the things that we've had to kind of struggle through the struggles that we've gone through to get where, what we want to get. Um, that's not their struggle. Although I think it's important for them to learn the value of the struggle. Um, but I would like them to, to have something, you know, set for them that they can, you know, they can run with or continue on, you know, long after we've gone, you know, like, like the business and the business ideas. Um, Cause my husband, I don't know if it was two years ago, two, two years ago. Yeah. I think it was two years ago. We started, but he started a, um, a page. Well, he's got a website for it now. Cause it's called forget me not. And it's all about, um, um, black Caribbean and Asian people 
uh, forgotten from the wall, basically. They're forgotten about and not men mentioned purposely. You know, we're not it's not mentioned in history. The people that took part in the first first and second world war mm -hmm. um and he got badges like you know badges for each of the countries and the flags so he started that and the kids are very much involved in that they did a lot of the um quality control and they packed things and stuff like that so they were they very much feel like that's their thing as well it's their business so they you know they they modeled for it they they were they were very much a, a lot you know involved in it they they designed things they you know they went to school one day and drew, drew one of the badges like on a piece of paper and brought it on for their dad you know just it just showed that they're so involved in it they you know they want it they feel a part of it as much as we do so and they feel the cause you know they they wear the badges to school like you know the teachers asked them how come you're wearing a, a poppy with a with a jamaican flag you know that you know that's unusual why have you got that on and uh, you know then they can tell them they can tell the story and they go and share the story as well so yeah they they yeah we'd like to 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 make them a part of the things that we're a part of so that they can then continue it on. Okay. So lastly, I'm going to say, I'm either going to start a sentence and I'm going to want you to finish it. or I'm going to say, ask a question and then say the end of a sentence. And I want you to fill in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So if I say the word unapologetic to you, what, what, what does that make you think of? Unapologetically me. Um, and I carry my style and I carry, um, myself as a person and who I am and the things that I believe in um you know they're part of me so I, I feel like I can't be anything else that I'm not so I've got to be me um so yeah in my life I have learned that humility is everything like you know like it really is like because nothing really gets done or changes without humility you know what I mean you've got to humble yourself like all the time like I find that I'm, I'm finding myself having to do that more and more like um you know we'll always get our wires crossed with people or things will go wrong and situations will happen but I think being humble is so important like in, in all of them situations because we need to like somebody's going to back down from the situation and and be like you know what actually let me look at this soberly and see what it actually is and see what can change yeah i think you know so for me that's just everything like you know just being humble and being you know yeah having a you know heart and a mindset of humility um and i've also learned that we're always growing you know we are always growing as people we're always growing um and it's it's allowing other people around you to grow at a different pace to yourself like you know I've learned that in my marriage I've learned that with my kids I've learned that with my friends you know we're all at different stages in our life and I think sometimes you can kind of begrudge people because they're either on a, a different stage than where you're at in your thinking in the way that you view the world or in, in just in, in physically you know what I mean you're just somewhere different I think it's just um it's important to see that and be like, okay, I'm not where you're at, but I can respect that. You know what I mean? So I've, sometimes I've been like quite disappointed, you know, disappointed that, you know, you're in that place because I don't understand it, you know, but I think it's, um, yeah, I've learned that, you know, we're always growing and it's, it's about respecting that we're growing and it's not, you know, it's not a slight on my, me or, you know, so yeah. So if somebody was to be interested in buying one of your items or something like that what would the why be um 
why buy from you um your your fusion kind of style why mm-hmm. buy that from you rather than get something um that's got a asian inspired pattern on from h&m it will be individual it'll t- totally be individual to the to the person um the fit the style um you won't get it anywhere else um and it'll be unique you know it will be a unique piece it will be designed for that person and it will be you know I, th- I want to be able to get to a place where somebody can give me their idea as well like this is what i was thinking do you think you could do this and then put my own style onto it into it and then give them present them with something is there anything else you wanted to share about your business well i'm on instagram um east west tm and it's the same on facebook um and then my uh online shop is eastwesttm.bigcartel.com um that's that's the shop and then you can obviously view the designs on instagram it's quite there's some pictures up but um again working on it trying to get more content and more stuff up <laughs> Well, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. This has been a Dream Days Experience production.